Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hear from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. AT&T connects an O to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. Hello and welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. They call me Ben. We are joined as always with our super producer, Paul Deccant. Most importantly, you are you and you are here. And that makes this stuff they don't want you to know. Uh, we, we can open with a question today, I guess, for the table. Have, have any of us had relatives involved in the Vietnam War? I do not believe I did. Honestly, if I do, I'm unaware of it. Paul, do, do you have any relatives in that conflict? Also, no. Three no's. That's interesting. Ben? Yeah, well, being from a military background, it's... Somebody. Yeah, yeah. Multiple members of my family. The reason we open this episode today with this question is because our episode touches on the Vietnam War. It's not really just about the war. It's about something different. 
the Vietnam War is the last conflict in which Uncle Sam conscripted actual civilians. So some of us listening to the show today may have at some point been drafted, sent to a country that you were radically unfamiliar with and told that you were playing uh, a vital part, if a small part, a vital part in a greater fight. Uh, we, we, our country, intervened in the activities of foreign nations to support a larger geopolitical war against communism. Yeah, it was that one time we interfered with another country's <laughs> uh, inner workings. That one time, right? And the thing about modern war is that it drives technological innovation. There's there's no two ways about it. And the Vietnam War was no exception to this rule. During this conflict, the U.S. pioneered numerous pieces of technology that we now see today in the civilian sphere. Some of these innovations were entirely innocuous. They were medical breakthroughs, right? And some were really far out things that even today sound like crazy science fiction novel ideas. Far out? Like surfer far out? Yeah, even further even further from shore. Yeah. And weather manipulation is one of those things. Right, which we talked about, which was surprisingly a real thing. Mm -hmm. I think that baffled all of us. Uh, There was another innovation in this war which might surprise some people, it was the widespread use of herbicide as a weapon, which, which is nuts, right? Planes swept across the Mekong Delta, dropping weed killer instead of bombs. Oh, there were bombs too. There were also bombs. But, but <laughs> there was a lot of weed killer. Mm-hmm. And this weed killer is known today by the name Agent Orange. And decades and decades after it was deployed there in Southeast Asia, we as a species are still trying to figure out exactly how it affected us. But let's start with the facts. Here they are. What is Agent Orange? Oh, man, I'm going to butcher this pronunciation, but I'm going to try. It is something called a defoliant. A defoliant? Nailed it. Really? Yeah. I guess it wasn't as hard as I made it out to be. (laughs) Thanks for the attaboy, though, guys. I appreciate it. Um, So, yeah, a plant killer, like you said. Um, So this is a combination of various herbicides, um, but it was most famously used in the Vietnam War when the U.S. dispersed it across entire areas of the country in order to remove plant cover. You know those tree lines they're always talking about? Mm Charlie's hiding in the tree line and all that, you know? I remember hearing that in movies. That's in movies. Um, (laughs) They wanted to get rid of that, I guess. So they had um, more visibility of the potential awaiting enemies. Well, yeah, and there are big problems with naval ships where there would be tree lines right along the water Mm -hmm. and uh, combatants would hide there with various munitions. And this was one of the reasons, one of the main reasons they wanted to use Asian Orange or – any of the herbicides. Yeah, yeah, good point, Matt, because that that scene in Apocalypse Now where the boat is going up the river, yeah. that, that kind of stuff really did happen. And you make an excellent point about the other herbicides because we always hear about Agent Orange. Agent Orange was called this or sometimes called Dr. Orange yeah. too. But it Not, had a whole family. Yeah, yeah. It had a whole family, a whole spectrum of colors. It was called Agent Orange due to the orange markings on the barrels it was shipped in. But there were other colors too. There was Agent Blue denoted by the blue markings. Still an herbicide, a little bit different. But we can get into the chemistry of Agent Orange 
pretty pretty easily. We could do a high-level look. We're not chemists. Do you guys know why they call the Viet Cong Charlie? I just looked this up to make sure I wasn't accidentally being racist. Please tell us. V.C. Victor Charlie. Viet Cong Uh, Charlie. There you go. Boom. Today I Innocuous AF. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) that's really interesting. I literally had no idea. Mm. Oh, no, that's great. Uh, So let's get into what exactly this stuff is. Agent Orange is equal parts to chemicals, and these are both herbicides. The first one, you can just call it T4-D, and that's T,4-D. That's dichlorophenoxyacetic acid. And the, the second one is T, comma, 4, comma, 5, dash T, or T, 4, 5, T. That's trichlorophenoxyacetic acid. Now, okay. so it's just two, two of these herbicides, equal parts mixed together. You get Agent Orange. And were these, were these common beforehand? Yeah, these were pretty common in the United States. Uh, they were used, the, the separate chemicals, not Agent Orange itself, mm-hmm. the combination of them. But yeah, the separate chemicals were common in the United States. And during the manufacture of what, which one of these ingredients? Uh, it's the T45T. Okay, the trichloral. Yes. Yeah. So during the manufacture of that, another chemical is produced, right? Yes. Small amounts of something called TCDD. You ready for this? Here's the last one. You got it. 2378 tetrachlorodibenzodioxin. And it's also referred to as dioxin. Dioxin. And it's formed as a byproduct. Yes. It's considered a contamination. In its own way, it is an unwanted growth very similar to a weed. There you go. Oh, a weed within the herbicide. But what is it really? I'm so glad you asked. It's crazy. So it's what it, it's a kind of thing called a persistent organic pollutant. There, there are multiple forms of dioxin. When we say persistent organic pollutant, the key word there is persistent. Yeah. Once, once these things get into something, they tend to stay. According to the EPA, dioxins are not made commercially, nor are they sold in the U.S. At least they're not supposed to be. There are several hundred different versions of this substance we call dioxin, but they generally fall under the same three chemical families – Oh, no, it's my turn now, isn't it? Yep, it's your turn. Okay, all right. Chlorinated dibenzopedioxins. There you go. Chlorinated dibenzofurins, or CDFs, and uh, some polychlorinated biphenyls, PCBs, which you may have heard a long time ago on a previous episode. Oh, yeah, you've almost certainly heard of PCBs before. That's one of those common chemical compounds you actually hear, PCBs. Like, Mm -hmm. this is without PCBs. We stopped using those. Due to health concerns, right? Exactly. A little bit of foreshadowing. Is that the stuff that's in? Now I'm thinking of BPA. The stuff yeah, the stuff in plastic. plastic. Bottles, yeah. yeah, different. But only the crinkly ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember – peek behind the curtain, folks. Uh, I remember a few years ago, Matt, you first told me about BPAs. I was, I was microwaving something in a plastic uh, – in a, like a plastic container, a Tupperware kind of thing. Yeah, I mean it was one that you generally put in a microwave. Mm-hmm. And then when I was convinced that I was going to – I was convinced it was all over for me. I was like, here comes the cancer. I mean, we're all full of it already. (sighs) There's nothing you can do. We exist in 2018. Yeah, we're riddled with it. In the 1970s, we didn't have the same awareness of 
what the consequences of exposure to these sorts of chemicals could be. Mm-hmm. And dioxin in particular, which on its own looks like these little white crystalline needles, is chemically speaking a Samuel L. Jackson level bad – I mean we're a family show. What should I say, guys? M, uh, M to Murf- the F. Murfer. Murfer. Nailed it. Yes. Done. It's a bad Murfer. Uh, it can – because the axon can cause cancer, reproductive problems, developmental disorders. It can also wreak just train wreck levels of damage on hormones and the immune system. Agent Orange was meant to be what's called a rainbow defoliant, meaning that it didn't specifically target one type of plant. It targeted – Everything. Everything. Everything, yes. And this means that as a weapon of war, Agent Orange was from the get-go, from deployment, meant to do more than I think the American public believed. Yeah. We were told it was to increase visibility, as as you said, Noel, and to remove undergrowth in which the the enemy forces could hide. But – it's behind the curtain use, which was sort of an open secret that unfortunately a lot of voters did not know at the time. It's behind the curtain use was much more sinister. It was meant to destroy crops, depriving enemy combatants and civilians of food. And a lot of these people at that time in the rural parts of the country are subsistence farmers. Yeah. It was a tactic to starve everybody out. Mm-hmm. And we, we started tracing the evolution of Agent Orange from its origin point. Oh, God. I am so sorry. To to its deployment. The U.S. exhibited interest in this concept, weaponized herbicides, way, way before the Vietnam War. In 1943, the Army contacted the University of Chicago and asked them for some data on the potential of herbicides to – it's important. This was their original question to the University of Chicago. Specifically, they asked for data to prove whether or not herbicides could destroy enemy crops. Yeah. That less sinister idea about removing forest cover, that comes later. Yeah. I mean, it is – it's interesting how there was such a problem with forest cover during the Vietnam conflict that it also made sense to use this – product that destroyed crops. And I wonder if that was just, uh, I was going to not, I was going to say happy accident. It's not a happy accident, but just, they just happened to coincide Mm. with what they needed. Um, but that's really messed up. So that's 1943. Yeah. And they, they continued, uh, they moved pretty quickly on the concept. They first tested the idea of weaponized herbicides in 1944 in Orlando, Florida. I have to say this idea of herbicidal warfare is fascinating to me and not something I would typically think of as weaponized herbicides. Yeah. Yeah. It's strange, isn't it? And they tested – at first, they were just seeing what sort of poisonous stuff could do the job. So they tested ammonium, thiocyanate, zinc chloride, sodium nitrate, sodium arsenate, and sodium fluoride, which I – yeah. We know fellow conspiracy realists will already make some people's ears perk up. But the tipping point doesn't occur until 1945 during something called Project Sphinx. 
So Project Sphinx um, was conducted at Fort Knox, that Fort Knox, and the United States government investigated the use of chemical agents in making vegetation more flammable. Mm-hmm. Um, seems like it would be flammable enough as it is, but before a, uh, a flame attack. And Agent Orange and Napalm, Napalm's a scary one, mm-hmm. um, are the descendants – of this particular research. So the U.S. continued to develop and test Agent Orange uh, from 46 to 51 um, domestically. Yeah, and the first use of this this crazy cockamamie idea of herbicidal warfare comes from Britain in the 1950s. They cleared areas of the jungle in Malaysia of vegetation. If they were close to roadways, they wanted to prevent ambushes by – well, they called them communist guerrillas. Other people called them freedom fighters and many of the people there just saw themselves as locals. Yeah, or your family and friends. Um, also, the Brits didn't call that a war. No. It's kind of familiar for, you know, for a long time it was the Vietnam conflict mm-hmm. or I guess that's kind of changed to the Vietnam conflict. Uh, it's been the Vietnam War, mm-hmm. but it was never declared a war by Congress. True, true facts. In an internal memo from 1952, the agricultural giant Monsanto informed the U.S. Army Chemical Corps that the herbicide that you had mentioned earlier, Matt, 245T. The tri one. The tri one, the trichloro one, was contaminated with dioxin during the production process. So 1952 they knew? They knew. And accidental overheating of the reaction mixture caused this product, this herbicide, to condense into this dioxin. Dioxin, just for a frame of reference, is 150,000 times more toxic than arsenic. The poison arsenic. The very famous poison arsenic. Ugh. Jeez. Yep. I'm sorry. I'm just making big googly eyes right now that you can't hear um, (laughs) because this is an audio show. But I just – that is an insane number to be more toxic than a thing that we already know is being quite <laughs> bloody toxic. Yeah. Ugh. More toxic than possibly the most famous poison in history. The U.S. began using herbicides in, what, 1961 in something that was originally named Operation Hades but got changed to a less sinister-sounding name. Operation Ranch Hand. Ah, oh, that sounds like some a good old corn-fed operation there, boys. <laughs> I'm just a ranch hand, you know, I get the horses all, you know, get them back corralled. That's pretty much what I do, take do you, care of. Do you hitch them up? Hitch up horses. To the uh, to the post? Get them in their feeding bags, you know. Uh, well, that seems a lot more innocuous than Operation yeah. Hell on Earth. <laughs> and right? also, I drop a ton of stuff on the Viet Cong. <laughs> I'm sorry, we're not going to use that. Well, it's, a, no, it's a dramatic reenactment, but I think the soul of it is completely accurate. Over 20 million gallons of these herbicides, these various agents, were sprayed across Vietnam, but also across Cambodia and Laos. And for most of the war, Operation Ranch Hand was based at the Binh Ho Air Base, which I am surely mispronouncing. Apologies to all Vietnamese speakers. They they were using this airbase because they wanted to mainly conduct spraying operations across the Mekong Delta because, as we had mentioned earlier, patrol boats were vulnerable to attacks from the undergrowth. And the primary aircraft used for this were C-123s. That will be important later because we'll have to ask ourselves what happened to those planes. 
Yeah, one other just little side note there is that Agent Orange was also common or these these agents were common to be sprayed around military bases and outposts. Mm -hmm. And you'll see images online if you search for it of soldiers in these trucks that are just spraying. You can see them just spraying these huge swaths of this it looks like it looks orange, but I think some of them have maybe been doctored a little bit. <laughs> um, but it's just it's a chemical agent they're spraying everywhere around the bases. Sure, just like a, you know, just like an exterminator or someone applying pesticide with those little buckets and those spray nozzles. You guys remember those? Yeah, mm-hmm. just on a much, much, much larger scale. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so here we are with Vietnam. And with the use of this herbicide, not just on enemy vegetation, but on vegetation, as he said, surrounding military bases and outposts. But as we mentioned before, Agent Orange is not the only crayon in the box. We'll tell you a little bit more about the other agents in the field after a word from our sponsor. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire part time or full time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy to use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by Terminix. Terminix can't help you solve the world's biggest mysteries or take on alien life. At least not the ones you're thinking of. But they can help take care of pesky invaders in your home. Like the ants in your kitchen, the roaches under your sink, and the termites in the walls. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. No matter what type of pest it is, they can Terminix it fast with personalized pest care that puts you in control. Their expertly trained technicians may not know true crime, but they know their local pest pressures. And with customized plans tailored to your specific situation, you get everything you need to not just get pests out, but keep them out for good. Between their speedy service, caring technicians, and over 95 years of experience, it's no mystery why they're trusted by homes and businesses everywhere. So if you have a pest problem, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com to book online today. 
Attention, true crime enthusiast, searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. And we're back. So, or we got Orange in one corner. Let's talk about the rest of the group that we've got here. The the Agent Orange, that name, is just a code name referring to the color of the band that's around this giant 55-gallon drum that contained the chemical. Mm-hmm. And when it was shipped over to Laos or Vietnam or Cambodia or wherever, they were in these giant drums, and they would sit somewhere and then until they get loaded up onto whatever plane they're going to be on or truck. And uh, the other code names were Agent White, Blue, Purple, Pink, and Green. Sounded more and more like Reservoir Dogs. That's exactly what it sounds like to me. <laughs> Dude, does anybody listening out there, do you know if that was a reference? Uh, the Reservoir Dogs was actually a reference to these agents? Uh, that would be fascinating to know because it sounds very similar. Uh, I don't know what we're missing here, which color we're missing. But anyway, we'll have to ask Chuck. He just did an episode with Broken Lizard about uh, Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, it's uh, Chuck Charles W. Bryant from Stuff You Should Know, who is also the host of Movie Crush, where you can hear our compatriot Noel popping in. That's right. I do do the occasional pop-in. Um, internet says no. Ah, uh, all right, no. internet. No connect. Thanks, all right. Thanks well, a lot. We'll have to text Quentin and ask him. So from 1962 to 65, uh, they actually were not using Agent Orange. Is that correct? Correct. They started out with purple, pink, and green. Here's the deal, the problem. All three of these were contaminated with what are they called, TCDDs or dioxin. Right, and these were supplied by Monsanto and the Dow Chemical Company. And let's take a second to talk about Agent Purple. Okay. Agent Purple uh, was sprayed just indiscriminately across the area. 1.9 million liters were sprayed between that period we mentioned, 62 to 65. Unfortunately, it was later determined that Agent Purple had the highest concentration of dioxin in comparison to these other uh, these other mixtures, pink and green. Wow. So really this episode should be called Agent Purple. Well. That's no, not true because Agent Orange was sprayed a whole lot more. Yeah, that's the thing. From 65 to 70, they switched to Agents Orange, White, and Blue. And then in – what was it, 1970 they stopped using Agent Orange? Yes, and we'll get into why they stopped using Agent Orange a little bit later in the show, but that's that's around the time, 70 to 71. All right, so the facts are the facts, and the facts do not have opinions. Chemicals contaminated with this substance, dioxin, were used in the area from 62 to 1970, and they sprayed a bunch of it everywhere, right? Yeah, the estimates, and these might have changed by now. Uh, The research we got from this is several years old. But the estimated amount of dioxin sprayed over Vietnam in all of that time Mm -hmm. was around 368 pounds of it. 
Wow. Now, I, I know that sounds like a kind of low number, 368 pounds overall, if you're talking about these large, you know, land masses and everything. But when you realize that Agent Orange, the, the dioxin contamination within it was only 0. 0.05 to 50 parts per million. That's pretty much the range that you got okay. in parts per million. And they sprayed 20 million gallons. It... it it's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. 20 million gallons of herbicide doesn't necessarily mean Agent Orange. I see what you're saying. It's important. But but even if we say, okay, it's not like they were spraying pure dioxin, right? The point is that overall, over 4 million soldiers had some kind of contact with this substance, specifically with Agent Orange. And this number is only for the U.S. side. When we were doing research on this, one thing that we found to be strange was that a lot of the emphasis on exposure to this only follow the U.S. side. They don't follow the millions of civilians who were affected by this spray and were almost certainly not informed of it before or after when you think about if they're targeting crops and that land that would eventually in the future be used to plant crops again mm-hmm. that now has this persistent chemical in the soil, mm-hmm. it's no good. And the government knew, at least the U.S. knew, by 1963, the U.S. Army and President Kennedy, the Kennedy administration, knew this stuff was capable of screwing up humans just as much as plants. The Dow Chemical Company wrote to the Secretary of Defense at the time and assured him, that's Robert McNamara, assured him that 245T, that's the trichloral one? That's the one. That's the one, uh, was safe for use. Oh, nice. Thanks, Dow. Don't worry about this data. We assure you. Our government contract stands. Everything is fine. And then in 1967, the Department of Defense um, set up a contract with Kansas City-based Midwest Research Institute to dig a little deeper and give a comprehensive analysis um, of extensive or repeated uses of herbicides. Herbicides? Is it a hard H? I go with herbicides. Yeah, that's better. I'm not, we're not, I'm not English, you know. <laughs> herbicides. Herbs. Herbs. And fillets. Here's what they found. And I will quote, if I may, um, the possibility of lethal toxicity to humans is highly unlikely and should not be a matter of deep concern. Now, that quote is – there's some ellipses in there. Right. But, but still, that's the main point. Don't it's not worry. a matter – hey, hey, yeah. hey, it's cool. It's cool, guys. Just be chill. And hence the cover-up. Oh, there's always a cover-up. Mm, the cover-up begins. Nowadays, it's no secret – that these substances are harmful to human beings, people exposed to Agent Orange or any of those other color-coded agents will have a higher risk of exhibiting the symptoms we had mentioned earlier, some of the symptoms of exposure. But there is something else in play. The cover-up didn't stop in the 50s while they were developing this and in the 70s when they were deploying it. The cover-up continues, some will say, because there's something else to Agent Orange, something that could affect you, yes, specifically you, today, if you are descended from anyone who is exposed to herbicides like Agent Orange in the past. Agent Orange, you see, has left a legacy. Here's where it gets crazy. 
this substance doesn't just affect the people that actually got exposed to it, whether it was in the field that they used to grow crops or on the battlefield. It affects their descendants as well. well let, okay, okay, okay. Hard pause. Let's take a second to think about just how insane that is. So that means that if the the four of us and if you listening were in Vietnam during this time or you were exposed to the substance somehow, we might not exhibit crazy symptoms. But our kids and our grandkids very well could. Yeah. Which is insidious, you know. And in – June and July of 1969, Vietnamese newspapers began reporting on a spike in birth defects. They specifically cited Saigon, birth defects in Saigon, uh, and they blamed the deployment of Agent Orange and the other members of the color-coded poison pantheon. Critics of the time say that Saigon was – couldn't have been associated because Saigon was not directly sprayed. Yeah, it's way over here. Yeah, that that is true. But they failed to consider the flood of refugees that moved into the city after their crops were destroyed. Yeah, you, I can no, I can no longer live on this land. I have to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Now you're in Saigon, a big city, mm-hmm. and now all of your descendants are coming down with problems. Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah, the consequences of exposure to Agent Orange know no ideological boundary. Children of veterans in the Vietnam conflict on the U.S. side that were, you know, the veterans that were exposed to this stuff, their kids have a 30% higher chance of birth defects. And we're we're not talking, you know, we're not talking like a a, a weird mole or something. We're talking about things like leukemia. Yeah. Extra limbs. Life-threatening stuff. Yeah, missing limbs. And for decades, the Department of Veterans Affairs, which for anyone outside of the U.S., the it's commonly called the VA here. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is a government organization which is charged with uh, health care, psychological care, job assistance or employment assistance, I guess, uh, for veterans after they return from a conflict. And it's – It's a pretty controversial place. There are a lot of concerns here in the States about how its affairs are handled, how it is helping or neglecting to help veterans after they leave military service. If you somehow have not seen them yet, you can watch various episodes of The Daily Show when Jon Stewart was helming it or Mm -hmm. John Oliver's new show on HBO Mm -hmm. to really get into the nitty-gritty of the VA issues. Now, the VA has – very high-quality people working there, many of whom are themselves veterans, right? Mm-hmm. And they have been collecting information from the veterans for years, even specific questions about birth defects for decades. Uh, you can look at a 1982 form from the VA where they have a question that reads uh, reads in the following. Is there evidence of birth defects among veterans' children? The answers are one, no, two, yes, conceived after Vietnam service, three, yes, conceived before Vietnam service, four, yes, both before and after Vietnam service. And they don't have any for conceived while in Vietnam service. That is true. That gets, you know, again, that gets to the more myopic U.S.-centric focus yeah. of the Agent Orange problem here in the U.S. at least. So in 2016, ProPublica – and a paper called The Virginian Pilot 
obtained this information from the VA and they made the problem public. Originally, government studies concluded that while veterans in the war did have a higher chance of bearing children with birth defects, herbicide exposure was somehow not the cause. Oh. Like you said earlier, Noel, ah, don't, don't worry, nothing to see here. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, if something like that came out as public, it would not be good for anybody involved, mm-hmm. except for the victims. Right, and the VA responded to this 2016 analysis. They said it was, quote, interesting and, quote, a step in the right direction. They added that the VA believes the research to understand the relationship between exposure and intergenerational transmission of disease, if conducted, should be done where scientists with expertise in the relevant fields of inquiry can provide leadership. I'm sorry. I fell asleep during that. What what was the – huh? It means they said we don't have a department that is capable of studying this. Oh, well, isn't that convenient? They did say they would play a supporting role in further investigation. They did. Now, we need to take one more quick break from our sponsor, but when we get back, we're going to talk about the the full legacy of dioxin and Agent Orange. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This episode is brought to you by Terminix. Terminix can't help you solve the world's biggest mysteries or take on alien life. At least not the ones you're thinking of. But they can help take care of pesky invaders in your home. Like the ants in your kitchen, the roaches under your sink, and the termites in the walls. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. No matter what type of pest it is, they can Terminix it fast with personalized pest care that puts you in control. Their expertly trained technicians may not know true crime, but they know their local pest pressures. And with customized plans tailored to your specific situation, you get everything you need to not just get pests out, but keep them out for good. Between their speedy service, caring technicians, and over 95 years of experience, it's no mystery why they're trusted by homes and businesses everywhere. So if you have a pest problem, don't stress it. 
Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com to book online today. Attention, true crime enthusiast, searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. And we're back. It's still 2018, which means it has been almost 50 years since the weaponized herbicides were sprayed across this region. In those intervening years, veterans reported the some of the defects that we had mentioned earlier, missing limbs, extra limbs, as you said, no life-threatening conditions like leukemia. And they furthermore said that these conditions did not occur in their family before. You know, some some diseases or conditions can run in certain families. Not the case with this stuff. And given our species' new understanding of epigenetics, the fascinating, somewhat disturbing realm of study. Fairly new field. Fairly new field, too. Uh, what is epigenetics? Well, it's the idea that <laughs> – I, again, it, I think we covered this before. Didn't we decide that it was there? There are several studies out there about it, but it's not a conclusive thing right. yet. But but we do have this understanding that when, let's say, um, a mother goes through trauma mm-hmm. at some point in her life and then gives birth to a baby, that trauma can somehow affect the the way genes are expressed in the baby. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the idea, right? Right. It affects what. Genetic expressions manifest, yes. which genes are switched on or off. And we saw some studies about the descendants of people who were starved during World War II. That's right? what it was. Yeah, and how that – and it has a measurable effect. There is a compelling case – I want to be careful here yeah. – that it has a measurable and significant effect on descendants. It appears that Agent Orange – may also be functioning under these same rules. The survivors of the war can trace dioxin exposure to birth defects in later generations. Again, this is sort of controversial. There are researchers on the other side of the argument saying that this is overblown or even saying that it is a cynical attempt to grab some cash on the part of relatives of veterans or veterans themselves. Really? Those those are statements. Yeah, those are statements that people are making. <laughs> those I, those I are definitely ag- statements. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I I personally don't agree. That seems like a very roundabout way to try to get federal money. Yeah, I think the position of defensive has kind of just been the standard for mm-hmm. anyone involved with the manufacturer or uh, deployment. Yeah, these things. And Vietnam veterans and their families attempted several times to take this issue to court, but the cases eventually lost momentum. It's like a class action lawsuit at one point, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And arguably, the research has yet to bear a definitive link. But 
Critics of those findings think that there's something else at play, a brutal calculation. That's right. The VA already spends billions of dollars on veterans. Um, So should it also pay for the medical needs of kids bearing the scars of this war? Mm -hmm. That's the question they're asking, I suppose. Uh, Mike Ryan, who's a Vietnam vet whose grandchildren suffer from the effects of this exposure, he believes the government will never admit the relationship between Agent Orange and these birth defects because, quote, if they do, then America is admitting to drafting the unborn. That is, I think, the most powerful line yeah. in there. And it's and it's true. I mean, you can accuse the guy of waxing poetic if you want, but it is accurate. If these people who have no role in a war that occurred before they were born are suffering the consequences of this, right, on both sides, both sides of the Pacific, then aren't they how, – how are they not being drafted? Yeah. And there is, of course – of course, there's a very strong argument to make that people just didn't know what would happen. But there's pretty compelling evidence that multiple researchers knew – This stuff was dangerous. Even if they did not know how it could affect descendants of people exposed, they did know that it had deleterious effects on people who were directly exposed. And dioxin affected the U.S. in other ways as well. In 1985, there was a small town called Times Beach, Missouri. The roads were sprayed with uh, hexachlorophene that contained dioxin, and the town was disincorporated because of the extremely dangerous amounts of dioxin that they were exposed to. This stuff makes people obliterate towns. There's no Times Beach, Missouri anymore. There's Route 66 State Park where it used to be. So by the way, folks, watch where you picnic. Yeah, please don't eat any strawberries, even like if they look delicious and wild and you're like, oh man, those look awesome. I got to get some strawberries. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. Just don't do it. I don't know if strawberries grow out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's a good idea just to don't eat anything out there <laughs> if you find it growing. And now as we, as we conclude this episode, we unfortunately don't have a happy ending. We have, to quote the VA, steps in the right direction. Yeah. But we still, we still don't know what is going to happen to people who are exhibiting uh, symptoms based on their parents' exposure to these substances. And the government here in the States continually says there will be a serious investigation of the phenomenon. And a lot of scientists are working ardently on investigating it. But veterans and their families feel there is little real progress toward admitting and addressing the effects of this herbicide. And you can't really blame them. Yeah. I'm having such a hard time with this one, you guys. Uh, Let me see if I can work something out here in my head while we just discuss it. I want to hear your thoughts. So it it is so horrifying. I I mean horrifying just encapsulates everything about this. But the thought that a country outside of an internal conflict – which you know the the Vietnam War, which was fought between uh, South Vietnam and North Vietnam over ideological differences – um, was kind of their own battle. It was a battle that was being fought of, way, way over there. If you're mm-hmm. if you're sitting in the contiguous United States, and we intervened 
And in doing so, we caused horrors to generations to come for people in South and North Vietnam. Um, it's, it's almost, I'm trying to imagine what it would be like. I'm, I'm making some connection between France coming to the aid of the United States during the Revolutionary War in some ways, but if France had come over and like sprayed chemicals all across a bunch of different fronts and then for generations, even though we have an America now, Mm -hmm. it's just got, (laughs) it's just got uh, birth defects all across it. I I don't know. I don't know if there's any connection there. I'm just, it's just, it's horrifying to me. Yeah. It's a good point. What would, what would a similar comparison be? I don't know. And uh, let it, let us know if there's a, a real life analog that you can recall, folks. I, additionally, it's important for us to say that it's incorrect and it's missing the point to vilify people who were in the service at this time, because these people, these military members, were out there risking their lives, right, for their country, for a greater good, and they were often just as exposed to yeah. this substance. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Oh, if not more, having to load the stuff and Absolutely. then get nozzles ready and get it in the planes. And the people who are on the planes actually doing the spraying are not the people who are going to understand, you know, exactly what the, the health effects are of this substance. It's just not how it's going to be. And one more thing, those planes that we mentioned. The C-123s? Were destroyed shortly afterward. Oh, to remove the ev- – well, people who think there was a cover-up would say they were destroyed to remove the evidence of the event. But you can't remove it from people's genetic expression. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's a, you know the other thing? Mm. <laughs> These C-123s or whatever they are, if they had the – like Agent Orange just all over it and inside of it and going through the systems of the plane – would you have to destroy it to not expose anybody else who's going to be on that plane to dioxin? Because it seems like it's – the stuff is so persistent, it might just be within that structure. I don't know the decay factor or anything. Oh, yeah. Okay, so maybe it's not a cover-up. Maybe it's just a health risk. Perhaps. Maybe it's both. It's like asbestos planes. <laughs> asbestos planes, Yes. And now our story turns to you. Thank you so much for listening. Do you have personal experience with Agent Orange? Do you have a relative who was exposed, whether or not in the Vietnam War? Let us know. And most importantly, let us know if you think there is any sand to this idea. Is there a cover-up on the effects of Agent Orange? Is it somehow a cynical grab for money? We want to hear your stories. You can find Noel, Matt, Paul, and I uh, all over the internet. Yeah. We're on Here's Where It Gets Crazy on Facebook, right? That's our Facebook group mm-hmm. that you have to answer a question to join and you better get it right <laughs> or else you're not coming in. I screenshotted a couple of really good ones. Oh, lay it on <laughs> Hang on. And while, while Noel is pulling those up, uh, also write to us if you are a veteran or a member of the VA and you have experience with that uh, with the VA or you maybe you work for them and you want to just you know give us some insider information about like what is actually going on with regards mm-hmm. to Agent Orange or maybe depleted uranium another thing we've talked about before right uh, yeah just write in we'd love to hear your story 
So, spoiler alert, the question to join the Facebook group, pretty easy. <laughs> Who are the hosts of the podcast? Stuff that I want you to know. Um, and typically we get, you know, one of us or three of us or a couple of us or usually my name is spelled wrong or Ben's last name is butchered in some way. Josh and Ben I've seen before. Josh and Ben. That's that's a popular version of this show in, in Bizarro World. But listen to this. <laughs> this is what this guy says. Erwin uh, D. says uh, – Hurricane Matthew, Dollar Dollar Bill Benjamin, and Evolved Super Ruler of Producers, Noel. Wow. Oh, did that make your day? Yeah, it was pretty nice. Was I mean, I guess really that's nice. like Pokemon rules, like Evolved, right? Yeah, is Super that what Evolved. it means yeah. there? Have cool. you attained your final form? God, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much, man. Thanks for screenshotting that. I didn't see that one. Uh, another one said Matt and some other guys. All right. I got that made you. Yeah. <laughs> that made you that real big. Oh, yeah. Nah, That's oh, why you yeah. were walking around smug yesterday. We, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're, we're, we of course, are ourselves big fans of Here's Where It Gets Crazy. It's where we can hear from what we consider the most important part of the show, you. Yeah. And we've, we've seen some fantastic suggestions for episodes. Um, received a message recently that I, I thought – the three of us would find interesting for another episode, which was uh, memory technology. Remember that Black Mirror episode with the grains that can replay your memories? Oh, yes. yeah. So what if we do an episode where we explore whether or not something like that could actually happen? Okay. I mean, yes. I feel like every episode of Black Mirror has a wealth of potential topics. Big time. What was that, what was that one that broke everybody's heart? San Junipero. Oh, man. Yeah, no spoilers. Just watch that one. Beautiful. I watched it with my mom. Oh, dude. Are you telling me that? Yeah. Well, did, did we, you know <laughs> what it was before you watched it with her? I'd seen it before. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, check it out if you haven't yet. This one we actually will not spoil. I think the story is strong enough that you should experience it for yourself. Shouldn't spoil any Black Mirror. Superior show, I would say. <laughs> uh, we also listen to you on Twitter. We we look at those all the time, all our notifications. It's it's really fun to chat with you guys on there too. And um, let's see, what's the other Instagram conspiracy stuff show? And if you don't like any of that stuff, you can call us 1-833-STD-WYTK in the morning. That's how it feels. One eight three three stdwytk Give us a call. Leave us a message. You might get on the air if we get enough of these. We did get a few in, I noticed. We got at least one or two oh, cool. uh, recently. Uh-huh. You, you hear me saying one or two, right? That means we need you to call in and leave a message. Please do it. If you don't like any of that stuff, write us a good old-fashioned email. We are conspiracy at HowStuffWorks.com. Attention, true crime enthusiast. Searching for a way to unwind after diving deep into the mysteries that keep you up at night? Look no further. Introducing Lazarus Naturals, your trusted companion for CBD relief. With a commitment to transparency, Lazarus Naturals oversees every step from farm to doorstep, ensuring purity and quality you can trust. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today and discover how CBD can help you decompress and recharge for your next investigation. That's LazarusNaturals.com. Lazarus Naturals, your partner in unraveling the mysteries of true crime. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. 
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.